If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Time for us to check in with Vaughn Palmer from the Vancouver Sun this morning. Good morning, Vaughn. Good morning, Simi. Okay, so is this finally the end of the battle over private versus public health care? Well, uh, yes, I think so. It's certainly this version of the war. I had a, an email on the weekend from Paul Ramsey, who was the health minister in the NDP right. government back in the 90s, who introduced 1995, the Medicare Protection Act, which is the law that was the subject of um, the long battle here between Dr. Brian Day and the government, and then Supreme Court of Canada uh, last week refused to take the appeal. So that's the end of the case. Um, Ramsey said he never imagined when he introduced the bill in the summer of 1995, Mike Harcourt was still premier. Um, he said he never imagined that it would take this long, uh, go through the courts for this long and end up, but with the courts upholding the legislation in BC, um, there is a law that essentially restricts, not in every case, but in many cases, the access to private health care where you pay for it yourself. There are exceptions. Almost everything on this discussion comes with an asterisk. But, Simi, as you know, it is basically there is one public health system in B.C., and private clinics are severely restricted in their ability to allow people to jump the queue. They do some, but not much. Right. So this means that waiting lists essentially are court-wise okay. Yeah. You know, I, I the one of the things I liked about the way the BC Court of Appeal handled this case is they did not sugarcoat the consequences of their decision. The way politicians do it, uh, the New Democrats, it's a great victory for Medicare. It's a great victory for essentially our system maintained by governments, but the Court of Appeal didn't turn away from the consequences. And the consequences are, as you say, Simi, waiting lists, sometimes very long waiting lists, and the court acknowledged some people will be in pain while waiting for health care. There's no point in pretending they won't be. And some people may die on waiting lists. The court acknowledged that. So this is the system we have. Um, I think the best thing you can say about the court decision is that we have seen our courts be very activists and intervene and tell governments what to do and create rights that aren't explicit in the Constitution. But in this case, what the court did was essentially handed the problem back to the politicians. If you, the public, don't like waiting lists, if you, the public... Um, worry about waiting in pain or ERs closing or anything, talk to the government. Don't look to the courts to solve this problem. 
That is interesting because it was every level of the courts that essentially yeah. agreed with that. Yeah, I mean, essentially, you know, you you, you look at it, what the judges did. Um, I think they, they essentially said, look, uh, Canada has had this health care system now for decades. It, its roots are back in the 1960s. And Canada has tolerated this situation. It's not the same as in other countries. There are lots of countries out there, and set aside the United States, which is, I don't think, a fair comparison. You look at European countries, other countries that have public health care, they have a second tier of health care. There are ways to get around it. We limit that severely. Now, there there is there are some exceptions, and of course, one of the exceptions is WorkSafe BC. It's workers, um, it jumps the queue for them because the longer the worker is off with a knee injury or a hip injury, the longer it takes the rehabilitation. So we do have some queue jumping that goes on in BC. There's a list of exemptions, but the general rule, um, Mr. and Mrs. British Columbia, is you're going to wait and you take your place in line, and it is considered by the courts such an important principle of governing Canada and of running our health care system that everybody waits in line for care. They chose not to intervene, and something they could have done. The court could have said that um, the medical establishment would, would, would determine what's a reasonable amount of time to wait, and if people were waiting longer than that, the government would be obliged to do what governments sometimes do, which is pay private clinics to reduce the waiting lists, or even, this used to happen, I don't think it happens much anymore, even contract out the, uh, a number of the surgeries and procedures to the United States, where there's a huge underused capacity uh, in the healthcare system. So those are some of the things the courts could have done. They chose not to do it. They chose not to be activists in this case. They chose ineffectively to say to Canadians, yep, you're going to wait. And no, it's not pleasant. And if you have a problem with that, the way to deal with it is with the governments you elect. Um, it's a not an activist approach by the court in mm -hmm. this case. You know, as I said, I think the only good thing you can say about the decision is the court was honest. I mean, the B.C. Court of Appeal. The consequences of this decision are, yes, some people will wait in pain. Yes, some people will wait too long. Yes, some people will die on waiting lists. And yet this made it through two different governments. Oh, three three different governments, if we count it, the Campbell it, government. Yeah, no, it did. Um, the uh, New Democrats enacted it. Uh, the Liberals then in opposition grumbled bitterly about it. Uh, but when they got into government, they the, the law has been amended a few times over the years, so it's not strictly just the law that uh, the New Democrats enacted in 1995. But the principle is the same, and uh, the uh, Liberal government uh, lived with it. They didn't want to. I think all of our politicians are like telling us they're going to do something about waiting lists and adding resources to the system. 
but they don't like doing anything that is going to bring up the accusation uh, that you're switching to an American-style system. I don't think that's the issue here, but it's something that our governments are very vulnerable to. Canadians are very, very proud of their health care system. And with all of its problems, they only need to look south of the border to see the alternative, and they choose, I guess, not to say, well, we're, we're switching to the French system or the British system or the New Zealand system, which, you know, do deal with waiting lists in different ways. They just say, well, whatever else our government does, we don't want to go to the American-style healthcare system. Uh, that's not the way we are here. And, well, the voters speak on this, and there are no politicians standing up and saying, uh, we're going to switch to... Uh, a greater role for private uh, clinics in reducing waiting lists. Okay, so there's that. I also want to ask you about the whole uh, encampment issue in the city of Vancouver because we heard over the past week that, oh, you know, they're they're together on this, city of Vancouver and the provincial government, but is that splintering? Well, it's interesting. They started off together for sure. Uh, You know, when it happened, uh, the mayor of Vancouver uh, had the provincial government uh, staffers and housing ministry behind him. Uh, We're going to provide housing for these people who want it. We are going to clear out the these spaces, uh, these encampments because of a public safety issue. And when the premier first got asked about it last week, he agreed. He said uh, it needed to happen. He said it was a public safety issue. But uh, now you're going, gee, is that is that common front going to remain or are we going to get into another round of finger pointing? Uh, people are going back. They are being removed again. You've got the Hospital Employees Union. It's a big union and a longtime NDP ally saying, I've got to stop this. It's cruel. It's cruel and you can't do this. These people have no place to go and you're taking away their belongings and it's got to stop. Um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see what the Premier and the Housing Minister say this week, whether they're still on side with the city or whether they're going to try to find some way to uh, to put some blame on the city. So far, the official provincial line is this needed to happen for public safety and there will be housing for people who want it. It feels like they're waiting for this housing to be available, right? City says it's there. The province says it's yeah. there. People on the street say otherwise. Yeah, no, I, I agree. And, and the the gap may be... Uh, and and I know you had this quote on the news this morning, Uh, the gap may be that the alternatives uh, don't appeal to the people that are living in the streets. You hear them say that, well, they're offering a space in an SRO or they're offering a space in a shelter and it limits our our ability and it's not safe and all that. Um, You know, that that may be the gap. Um, The gap may also be what, officials at both levels of government have told us is some people don't want to go into shelters. They do not want the constraints. They want to live in the streets. And if you want to live in the streets, uh, is the alternative to have smaller encampments on the downtown east side? Let people go to Crab Park, which is out of the way, uh, as long as you're not trying to admire our waterfront, um, or do what you've ended up with, which is these permanent floating encampments that move around, they get cleared out, they move on and they get cleared out. And that's what we're looking at because mm-hmm. clearly, even where there are spaces, some indoors, shelters, some people don't want to go to them. That is very true. Vaughn, thank you. Bye-bye, Cindy.